A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast i am ollie davis and i'm joined by luke owen hello swaf nation and a hello to you oliver davis how the devil are you i'm doing well i really enjoyed our movie date last night it was fun wasn't it mate it was nice nice. luke and i went to see ad astra yesterday the new brad pitt film and we'll have a review of it tomorrow on screen stalker so i know your podcast peeps but go over to screen stalker and watch us chat about the movie there. Yeah. There's a spoiler-free section at the start, and then it's spoiler-full afterwards. So you can click off the video before we start revealing bits. Yes. And yeah, we, it's, it's nice chatting movies. It was fun, man. Mm. We got we got the tube together. We had a nice little chat on the way over. Yeah. Then had a couple of beers in the screening as Uh-oh. well. They only gave us one, but we asked for, for two, two each. <laughs> and they gave it to us. They were very nice. I think we could have got four each did you have a look in the gift bag so there was a big bag of popcorn big old bag of popcorn and a canned bottle of water no yeah. sorry a can of water yeah right so i i didn't open up the bag that when you go to press screenings you often get given little gift bags that are filled with little treats and stuff to try and keep you sweet so that you might give them a good review mm. at the end of it um it works it sometimes works and I, so I just, after the film finished, I just started putting the stuff into the bags and I almost had the whole bag home. So I put in the popcorn, I put in the little Mars bites. That like, was Mars bites? Yeah, did you not see those? I get Mars bites. Oh, I got a little chocolate, like a sort of big bag of like mini Mars ah. bars in there. Oh, me and, yeah, me and my wife are going to have those when we get in from our dinner date tonight. Mm. And what I assumed was a can of Coke. I also assumed Because that. you had said, oh, there's a can of Coke in here. And I made the League of Gentlemen joke, I can, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> because you see a silver can... And a, and a 330 milliliter size, you just assume it's a can of Coke. Right, absolutely. Uh, other carbonated drinks are available. But I then got at home and I said to my wife, I was like, look at all these gifts I got. Big bag of popcorn, Mars Bites, and a can of water. 
still water as well. Yeah, I just assumed, okay, well, it's probably ghastly fizzy water. Oh, I hate oh. fizzy water. Do you know what's what my wife prefers? Ugh. She will actually buy, go out of her way to buy sparkling water over still water. Obviously, I like your wife, but sometimes I don't. When you, te- <laughs> when you tell me stuff like that, I hope she listens to this. She does. Uh, yeah, but the, it's, yeah, it's still water. I was so disgusted <laughs> when I got home with it. I was like, I'm throwing it away. Well, and my lady partner said, hey, I never know when I'm going to need water. I was like, there's a tap. <laughs> Why do we need to have this waste of fridge space? Well, I said, what an odd thing to give someone. What an odd thing to even mass produce. Mm. And then my wife made the point. It's like, well, it's better than a plastic bottle of water. Well, that's it. That's I, I was also schooled environmentally. And right. I was like, do you know what? You're absolutely right. I did not see that side of it. But yeah, it's just still, it took me very much by surprise, this can of water, still water. How much I, better I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I don't want to do it because if I want to drink at home, I'm just going to go to the tap. And I'm not going to bring it with me to work. There's a tap here. It's going to be weird opening that can and not hearing it as well. Oh, yes, because it's still. But there were so many cans that were going in the screening last night. Did you hear that? All no. that? I heard it like, you know, 30, 40 times over. And it made me think, mm. oh, it's definitely a can of Coke there. It's definitely a can I can't. Yeah. And it shows how absorbed you were by the movie. <laughs> but I was also, actually, I got a bit sidetracked while watching the movie because it's my first time going into the Odeon uh, in Leicester Square since they've done... sound like such big wigs. I know, right? Since they've done the big refurb on it. Because when I used to go to press screenings there, it was a bit of a dump. It was horrible. It was falling apart. Yeah. 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 But now... It's very plush and it's very lovely. And it's like a big auditorium space. Yeah, so that that if you've ever seen a Leicester Square premiere of a film where they get all the celebrities, that this is where they have the screenings usually because it's the biggest, most high-profile one. But up until two years ago, it was a total crap It was really, really nasty. So there. when all those people were going up, like in there, they'd then walk through this fancy red carpet onto a, a foyer of chewing gum stains. Yeah. And tattered walls and oh, yeah, it's God, gross. It gross. But I did think because it's now like this big auditorium, and it reminded me of the way the Empire used to be before they did their big refurb mm. and turned it into an IMAX, which made me think that's where Fright Fest should be from now on. I know they've clearly got some sort of deal, and they like being in the Empire, but putting it into the Odeon makes so much more sense to me because you can get everyone into the same screen. Yeah, because it's got the two tiers of seating. That's what you mean, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which yeah. is what the Empire used to have. Um, before they turned into the IMAX. But now what Fright First have got is they've got a much smaller IMAX screen, like in terms of seating, might be also a much bigger screen. But the seating plan is much short, is much smaller than what the Empire used to be because the screen two, which is upstairs, is now its own cinema mm. screen. So they just split it across the two things. So a film will start at 11, but then in screen two will start at 10 past, which isn't too bad. But when you have directors and writers doing Q&As, yeah. They will do a Q&A, then 10 minutes later go and have to do the exact same introduction. And you often get these sort of really awkward experiences. When they did Hatchet 3, I think it was Hatchet 3, maybe Hatchet 4. I think it was Hatchet 4, actually. I lose track of all the Hatchet movies. I'm sure everyone does. But Adam Green was there to do the intro. And Screen 1 is like, that's the screen to be in if you're going to Fright Fest. That's where all the hardcore guys and girls go. But if you're press like me, you get into Screen 2, which is not quite as good. Mm -hmm. And he then came in. The Freeloaders. Well, yeah, because we're big freeloaders. <laughs> but there was also people who pay for it as well. And he came in to screen two. Like, well, honestly, with this, I mean, you know, you've got the big sort of like, you know, 
clapping and your sort of ovation and stuff. And he was like, man, I just got the biggest standing ovation I've ever had in my life in Scream 1. That, honestly, I'm never going to be able to, like, that, that's a moment that will stay with me forever. To this, like, group of people that are just, like, essentially going, and you guys just aren't as good. Wow. <laughs> he probably was just saying, I'm shell-shocked from really that was. experience. That's exactly what it was. It was a genuine, like, moment of being like, that's, honestly, God, I'm not mm. going to be thinking about that for years and years to come. But then it made us all go like, oh, we need to stand up. Like we, need to stand, you just start we all just stand up. And, and it was like, he goes like, well, don't try and do it now. Now that I told you to do it. Which just made it even more awkward. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I thought the Odeon was lovely. Mm. But if you want to hear our thoughts on the film, which are probably more interesting, head on over to Screenstalker tomorrow because that is where you will find them. Oh, yeah. Back to the movie chatting days. Back to them. Oh, miss them, mate. Mm. But let's talk about some wrestling instead. Because a WWE star attacked a fan. It was Rowan. It was a plant. But, you know, that's that's the type we've gone with. It was Pete. It was Pete. It was a Pete in the crowd. Here's the show. We have... Opened with the WWE star attacks a fan discussion point because a lot of stuff happened on this show. A lot of it I'm not a fan of, but I was a fan of this. We're going to open with the power of positivity. Oh, yes. I thought this was an excellent go home oh, segment. Wonderful. So, Eric Young, uh, Eric Young, <laughs> or oh, if only <laughs> Eric Rowan with a K comes out and he starts talking about. Everybody just thought I followed people, that I'm a sheep, that I just, you know, I follow Bray Wyatt, I follow Daniel Bryan, but really I'm the manipulator. I'm a genius. And I'm going, mate, you pulled over some scaffolding. <laughs> this is hardly a genius plan. And he's waiting to try and hit a car well, with another car. How's that a genius plan? They didn't see it coming. I just don't go, I just don't get like what is manipulative about that. Dude, he, he laid down this plan and he got away with it for so long, despite the fact they had actual evidence from the get go that it was him. They just never bothered to look. Yeah, look he is a genius. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm saying this is uh, Rowan's, Rowan's character is kind of undermined by the ridiculousness of the story. So I'm choosing to interpret his character as someone who thinks he's a genius, but he's actually a very reckless, impulsive madman. To, to, I don't want to like pop your balloon of positivity, but the commentators were also putting over that he's a master manipulator. Yeah, well, it, which doesn't work. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm actually quite interested. I think it's an interesting, complex character to have the big monster who thinks he's a genius, but actually, no, he's a bit of a psychopath and he makes a lot of sloppy mistakes, but he's so big and powerful, he can get round that. Um, I, yeah, so whatever. I, and, and it's been like Vince McMahon's dream for Rowan forever. Vince has a few characters that he will force upon anyone, regardless of whether they fit them or not. Emmalina, for instance. He wants a hot, blonde, attitude-era, sexually exploitative character. And he's tried to put it on Lana, Mandy Rose, Emma. And it's just not working because that's not where society is these days. But, you know, Scarlett Bordeaux's had her tryout now. Who? Scarlett Bordeaux. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, she's owning it. That's different. That, well, it is very different. But Vince won't see that, though. He won't see the irony of it all. And we'll just be like, oh, finally, someone <laughs> else gets it. Women are horny again. <laughs> but he'll, uh, he'll, it, the, the other one he's got is the 
the big guy who actually reads books. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. you, you, there's always a character lurking. Yeah. Like uh, Mike Knox was yeah, one yeah. of them back in the day. Ryback was one Ryback, of them. Ryback, yeah. He's not just a muscly guy. He's got muscles. And we can delve into Vince McMahon's psyche of why he thinks that's an important thing to get across. I think Personally, I think it's a lot more interesting if Rowan thinks he's smart, thinks he's this master manipulator, but he isn't. Not in a comedic way, in an even more unhinged, psychotic way. Another character that Vince likes to force upon people, Family Man. Mm, You're that's the family very popular man. at the moment. Yeah. Big Show, he even gave that to Big Show. Like when Big Show joined the company in 1999, we're like, I know how to push a giant. He's a family man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have Rowan cutting this promo and awesomely, like Roman Reigns is such a good baby face when I like him. You know, maybe he was always this good, but I didn't like him back then. Yeah, man, I've always thought he was this good. Yeah. He just he was just pushed into terrible storylines. It's like Baron Corbin. Uh, now he's been pushed at the right level and he's got the favor on his side. It works a lot more. So Roman comes down really pissed off because last week Rowan sort of, you know, revealed he was the attacker. And that was the big turn. Yep. Expose. He showed up to Raw yesterday, calmed his nerves down. He was like, oh, God, do this for the kids. Take the kids out there. Kids are awesome. That's now out of the way. Now it's back to the big dog taking back his god gosh darn yard. No, Roman has his priorities. He's going to kick cancer's ass first. Then he's going to come after Big Red. Oh, maybe. And uh, yeah, Roman just comes down there and they have an excellent pull. Oh, it's really, really Really, fun. really good. Really chaotic. You know, because some, so many brawls and around the ring things are quite formulaic in WWE. Remember last year, they had pull-apart brawls every other week. Yeah. First few were amazing. And then it's like, ah, this one kept surprising me. I, just when you thought it was over, yep. they did something that I, I can't really remember seeing before. And I got back into it again. Yes, yeah, so they brawled around the, the fans sort of on the, on the floor seats. And I was like, oh, this is really fun, actually. This is a good, like, Attitude Era-esque brawl. And then they kind of fall over the barricade. And Roman gets back up. And I think he gives him a Superman punch. But then security start pulling him back. And so what does Big Red Rowan do? He picks up Chopper Pete Quinnell and power bombs him. And, like, it was so funny because I saw the guy there. And I, my first thought was, is that Enzo? Wow, because it was Madison Square Garden. Right? And I was like, it's Enzo in, fr in the front row. And then he just picks up this, this little lad, does a big pop-up powerbombing and just launches him into it. And I was like, well, this is brilliant. I'm well into this. It would be brilliant if it was Enzo <laughs> and it was just an improvised spot. Yeah. Uh, can we have the camera on Chubber Pete, actually? Um, because what, what, what do you think about literally everyone comparing you to that guy? Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's super fun. My Twitter this morning uh, was full of it. I, I went on and I was like, oh, I've got so many notifications. Something big must have happened on SmackDown. No, it was just a load of people <laughs> being like, oh, are you okay from that attack? Oh, my God, you were on SmackDown, etc. Well, it's, mate, in all really fairness, great. you are white and you have a beard and you and have a bald head. A bald head, yeah. So Therefore, that's me. clearly you. Obviously. That's how yeah. it all works. You've got mm -hmm. an Elias shirt on. What a mark. Yeah. So, yeah, Rowan picks up the guy and, and power, like a, a throwing power bomb over the barricade so good. into Roman and all these officials. Bumped like a champ, this lad as well. Oh, it was, and like that happened, and I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> 
And I, I watched it three times yeah. in sequence. And that wasn't the end of it either. No, that no. wasn't. And then they carried on brawling up the ramp. Roman's always getting back up to try and deliver that ooh-ah Superman punch. And it just can't quite get it. And then they brawl up onto the ramp. And then Eric Rowan grabs a camera jib. And he just launches this thing into Roman Reigns and some security guards. Everyone goes flying. And then Rowan's there standing tall. Rah, the big monster. Liked it, it, mate. Yeah, really loved it. There was also this running crossbody on everyone. Like, I get, I like, I think we're all over. Let's push him because he's tall. But Rowan is tall. He can reach that jib. He can, uh, he he can throw someone over a barricade quite easily because he's tall. He can crossbody twenty people (laughs) because he's tall. So is that long? I just thought. I just thought Rowan looked really... And that's two weeks in a row where Rowan has been really, really good. I would say, though, if I was to give a, a bit of feedback to WWE... And, I mean, we know they watch the show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, always where they get their best show. ideas from. Always watching this show. Don't have him cut long promos. No. Good promo last week, but you can't do that every week. Keep him to his strength, which is being tall and destroying people and... Throw, power bombing smaller dudes into other large dudes. Mm. That's that's Rowan's strength. Let's let's keep on that train track. Yeah, he got the what treatment. He just didn't sound as good as last week. No. It wasn't a bad promo, but it just wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, after all of this, I think it goes to an ad break. It cuts back, and the camera's on Rowan backstage. He's just pacing back and forth, going Roman, Roman, Roman. And I'm actually very excited to see them at Clash of Champions now. I have a question though. And perhaps I've missed this and it has been answered. Why did Rowan attack Roman? Oh, because he wanted to show that he isn't just a follower. But why wouldn't you just attack Brian then? Um, Because you want to go for the biggest dog in the yard. You see, the yard is such a valuable (laughs) space Mm -hmm. that you don't want to attack someone who doesn't own the yard. Okay, you you want to attack the the actual owner of said yard. Uh, Commonly known as the, the biggest dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, that, that, that's fair enough. That's a better. It's a better uh, explanation than I've had thus far. So, credit to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, let's get on with our Patreon shout-outs as well for everyone who's donated $25 a month or more. Absolutely. And you will be getting our review of Unforgiven 2006 probably next week. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, next week. Um, where, yeah, that's the one that won the Patreon poll. It'd be all in by 1%. So it's going to be Unforgiven 2006 featuring that uh, classic... Uh, two out of three, no, two, three on two handicap match between DX, the McMahons, and Big Show, and a barn uh. burner between Kane and Umaga and Randy versus Carlito. I hate democracy. Yeah. I'm over it now. The Highlanders are on the paper yeah. as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, and also, just to f- further plugs for Patreon stuff, we're going to the Ramble Club will once again be Ramble Club After Dark, where we're going to be having some drinks, but also talking about some of the exploits that I happened to find myself in while in Amsterdam mm. that we cannot talk about on a PG show. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. But, but if you donate $25 a month or more, you get a shout-out on this very show. So thank you for Outlaw, Andrew Harris. Yeah, oh, yes. nice. Little Drummer Boy, Scott Drummond. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Cheetos, here we go again. Carl Johnson. <laughs> awesome. A master of the mayor lock, Joe Mayer. Oh, yes. Ooh, nice. Give him. Float like a butterfly, Samed Ali! Yay! Yay! We met him. Let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merriman! Whoa. Let's all have a drink. Boom, boom, cult sample. Nice. Duncan, just Duncan. Yeah, he's just a simple man. Butter me up, Soren Nord. Why don't you build me Sorry, sorry, oh, yeah. I, I, I lo- sorry, I lost yes. my computer for a second there. Robert Spencer. Period. Yeah, it's yes. a very specific TNA reference. Ryan, be bad. Oh, yeah. Always oh, bad. Why do I always get this one? Shower Lurker, Jacob Bates. It's not, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's, it's like a reference. King George Phillips. King Whoa. George. Hall of Mania, Patrick Hall. Yes. And finally, he who is named Lendell Brenson. Yeah. Well, let's see what all of you guys thought of the this excellent angle and then, you know, the rest of SmackDown with Chopper Pete. Right, so, first things first. Oh my god, it's the guy from SmackDown! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, so, first things first, Tim Hart says, oh, After three weeks, Rowan finally wore a shirt I liked. 
Oh, he's worn shirts that I've liked before. He had a Hatebreed one on a couple of weeks ago, and he's mm. worn Gojira t-shirts as well. I've never recognized a single band he's had on his shirt. Yeah. But more Faith No More t-shirts. That, that's what I'd like to see. Tool t-shirts. They've just released a new album. Jobber JJ, Ollie Davis' number one fan, says, Pete, I see you've recovered from the attack. <laughs> <laughs> I think when theme. Pete sat down, he went, oh, we've already had 20 Super Chats. <laughs> I think I know what a lot of those are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I've seen so far. But um, Danny W says, I'm kind of into Rowan. His theme is awesome, IMO. Yeah. Hmm. Theme's awesome? I thought it was a bit generic. Didn't really do a lot That's for not me. His, is that his old theme? That's no, a new no, theme. His old movie was that plinky plonky, blah, 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 the sheep yeah. herder one, yeah. Yeah, whoever, because CFO Money have parted ways with WWE, who are behind Nakamura's theme, Bobby Roode's theme, Balor. Balor's theme. Yeah, it doesn't feel as... Uh, the stuff recently hasn't been great. Yeah, unless you are getting your song done by Code Orange. Mm. It just appears that you're not getting great themes anymore. Uh, King Man says, Rowan never took the fall in him and Brian matches. Was this the plan all along? Is this why he was protected? Yeah, mm. he's the tall one. You've got to protect the tall one. It's the same way Ro Roman <laughs> never took the pin in any of the Shield matches. Gotta protect the big one. Yeah, they've been building up Rowan and the Claw from the start of the Brian Rowan yeah. partnership. Yeah. Uh, that's all the ones about uh, Eric Rowan so far, but we'll do one about the Fiend because that's kind of relevant. Uh, Jobber JJ comes in again to say hashtag push B team. Great selling <laughs> by both. Fiend, eyes emoji, awesome. Yes, if you haven't seen it after Smack, because we couldn't talk about it really on this show or the, the review later. There was a dark match after SmackDown where The Fiend had a two-on-one handicap match or a one-on-two handicap match, I should say, with the B team. And, yeah, it's, it's a three-minute entrance, a one-minute match. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. And there was some top-class selling from old Curtis and Bo. It was pretty, pretty special. And then last one for now before we get into the main review of the show, we'll just pick a random miscellaneous one that says from that one guy, which match would you guys rather see? Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart in his prime or AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels oh. in his prime? Now, it's funny. When we did the Swamp Nation meetup, someone said if you could pick a wrestler from the past in their prime and have them wrestle. And I, my answer was Bryan versus Bret. So mm. I think I'm going to go with Bryan Bret. I think I'll go Bryan Bret too. Yeah. Although Angle Brett would have probably been. Because bearing in mind as well, Shawn Michaels in his prime was a total <laughs> knob. It depends and when he you never say would have lost. I'd, Michael's prime to me is 2006, 7, 8, you know, those last years. DX era. The full review of SmackDown, speaking of Shawn Michaels around that time, his storied rival The Undertaker, he was here, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin on Raw the previous night, to open Madison Square Garden. And when he opened the show, I thought to myself, well, The Fiend's not attacking then. No, no, but, but I, yeah, I got the same. I was like, okay, so he's going to do the nostalgia bit here, and then later on in the show, he'll come back out with beers... <laughs> When Chad Gable wins... It goes bong. Yeah, and then Take will come out and celebrate with them all, talk about that time him and Gerald Briscoe got arrested on a plane above <laughs> South Africa. Is yeah. that how that went? But no, that didn't happen. Now Undertaker came out and talked about souls and how he loves... Because I don't know if you've noticed this from the last couple of nights, but WWE and Vince McMahon 
fucking loves Madison Square Garden. And he just wants his wrestlers to sit around and talk about how awesome and special this building is to this one company. And you should only associate this building with one company in the world. Well, you know, I don't know if you've ever done it, where, say, a lady has been very much into you and you you don't really care because they're there. They're always going to be there, right? They haven't got anyone else to see. <laughs> so you're just like, yeah, 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 we'll come and do a house show with you soon. You know, nothing big. Yeah. And then, like... I'm then, forever doing house shows with my exactly. Then someone else starts to show interest in her. She goes on a few dates. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What the hell? I, had a, I said I would do a house show with you at some point. You want a TV taping? All right, then. Okay. And then you, you overcompensate. <laughs> I, and that's classic Vince. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't care about things until they tell him to F off. Yeah. And then he's like, I must have you. <laughs> it's, See, uh, yeah, not just house shows. So Undertaker was there to say that souls and legends and blah, 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 blah. It was bad. <laughs> like, uh, Taker's performance was fine, but this to me is insta taker yeah this was this was more this what he said souls and he said a few nice creepy lines like that and i'm not a big fan of that verbiage anyway but he said he wants to absorb the moment i want to absorb the moment guys that's like undertaker <laughs> and michelle mccall on instagram where <laughs> it's mark calloway have you got a good filter on the photo he said now we usher in a new era of superstar blah what the hell it's like they it's, said... It's that Austin gear change. Yeah, it's like, go out there, speak naturally, but also say these words. Yeah, and it just doesn't this work. Is, you need to say this line because that's your cue for the next bit. Mm. Or it's our cue for the next bit. Yeah, he says, there's a new era of superstar. And Sami Zayn comes out, and I'm like, okay, well, we all know where this is going then because this is every Undertaker appearance we've had since the Raw after Mania where he comes out, talks about souls, and then chokeslams someone, and then we're off. And that's what he did. He came out and he choke slammed Sami Zayn and then he left. And that was that. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn was excellent, but this was, you know, it was a thing. It was 14 minutes. Was it 14 minutes? Mm-hmm. I guess five minutes of Undertaker entrance at least. Look, the live crowd got to see an Undertaker entrance. Yep. That's what it was there for. Um, and you got to say, put the Undertaker's name on the, on the TV guide. But I... I thought this was going to contribute to something. I'm, I'm just sick and done with WWE bringing back legends for nothing and at worst, negatively impacting talent that's there every week. And this is the Austin discussion we were having yesterday where like, if Austin is, becomes a regularly recurring character, which I think he should because he is the most over thing in the, in the company, then he can pass off and give some of that rub to younger stars and help build some new people. I thought yesterday they were going to do something with The Fiend because they've been teasing this whole Seth and Braun thing. They're both in the ring. Austin's there. just seems to make sense for you to do it there. And you said, quite brilliantly, no, because they're going to do it on SmackDown with The Undertaker. You don't want to do two Fiend attacks in two nights. What we got was no Fiend attacks and no Legends really putting over anyone. Mm. And then I, I, then I started to look a bit down on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a shame for Sammy. But... I'll I'll hold off, and I'm sure they've got something for later. Also, 
There was no, Sammy didn't mention Nakamura in this promo at all. Well, no, he wasn't there to promote that match. He was just there to be chokeslammed by The Undertaker. But, and... but you'd think Sammy's character right now is... But that wasn't the point of the segment, was to be part of his character. Yeah. It was just there so he... They needed a heel to be chokeslammed by The Undertaker, and Elias has broken his ankle. Well, yeah... <laughs> Yeah. Miz isn't a heel anymore. Yeah. You've got to go to Sammy. I just thought you could still just say, look, Nakamura is the future. You're an old man now. Like that, why not say that? And then like, it seemed weird that Zayn wasn't out with Nakamura after the segment, mate. So, well, you've got to sell the chokeslam. After this, we got Shane McMahon backstage talking to Chad Gable. Uh, Shane is back from jury duty. Yeah. That's where he's been. That's where he's been. I wish it got <laughs> extended. Uh, and he said, that, and this is legit, Elias had broken his, el- his ankle. Ankle, yeah, ankle, I believe it's his yeah. ankle, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, happened on either Monday or I yeah. don't know when. Sucks for Elias. Mm, yeah, don't want to wish injury on anyone. Absolutely not. And, you know, that means WWE legit can't do their mouth-watering semi-final of Elias versus Chad. Thankfully for Elias... He is a character that does not need to wrestle. No. So he can still be on TV. Good point. And if anything, like Bret Hart, it might even be better that he can't wrestle and he just does everything from a wheelchair. Yeah. It'd be quite funny as a heel move. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Shane said, I'm going to get a new opponent because you can't just go through to the... the you don't game. get a bye. No. Chad was asking for a bye, which <coughs> we established last week was a heel move when Baron Corbin does it. Yes. Uh, then Miz took on Andrade. So I've, I've been thinking about Miz mm. a lot recently. And I was trying to think, because there was, there was a comment that said, why does Luke hate the Miz? And I thought, do I hate the Miz? And then I was thinking about it today. Why maybe I'm just sort of past the Miz? And I suddenly worked out what it was. So there was a period of time when D'Lo Brown and Val Venus and that sort of ilk were like, they were the brilliant mid-card of the WWF. And then in 1999 to 2000, you all of a sudden got Jericho, Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, and you got this whole influx of like new talent coming mm. in. And guys like D'Lo and Val felt like relics of the past. And you're like, I mean, it's only been a couple of years, but these guys are so much better. And I'm way more into the stuff that they're doing that you almost feel a bit passe now. Like The Godfather is another example yeah. of that. And I just feel that's what Miz is. So when he's then in a ring against Andrade, I'm like... I th- Andrade should be in the position you're in, mm. Miz. And he should be the one that's getting the push and getting the wins on TV rather than just constantly losing all the time, despite the fact his manager is setting him up for winning by interfering on his behalf thousands of times during any one match. And maybe that's where I've fallen down with Miz. I think that's a great analogy, actually. Thank you. I think it's also that... I mean, the, the Miz... Just it, the crowd are getting into him as a babyface. I think that's a live thing because he's so good at working live crowds. He's got the t-shirt. Yeah, it just but it doesn't necessarily translate to me as a viewer at home. Um, and that the, all the, the talk of him being an all-timer, a Hall of Famer. If he beats Nakamura, he'll be a nine-time champion. Just like doesn't mean we don't like the Miz. Mm. It just means, you know. I, there, there, yeah. are, there are other people that we like more. I think when I look back on The Miz and his entire WWE run, I will say he was there. Mm. And at times was overpushed and should never have main evented WrestleMania, let alone win. Yeah. Uh, so this was just a, a normal match of someone's got a title match this Sunday. Let's make the challenger look strong. So Miz uh, brawled with Andrade outside. He pushed 
Andrade into Nakamura after they were getting in each other's faces, and then Miz still managed to get the win inside. Nakamura yes. hit the Kinshasa afterwards. Slightly botched. The, 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 oh, yeah. What it was supposed to be was a moonsault. When Andrade does his moonsault, then stands up and does the, another moonsault. Miz was meant to catch him in the scroll crush finale, but they just sort of fell down, and Miz just sort of like forced themselves back up to, to hit the move. It's that that would have looked great if it worked. Yeah, uh, but it didn't. But it, it didn't quite yeah, work. For me, the the, sh- the star of this was Nakamura, who just on the entire time on commentary was speaking in Japanese. Yeah. So Byron Saxton would ask him a question. Nakamura would res- respond in Japanese, and Corey Graves would go, "Brilliant! I really like that. What yeah. an excellent point." Yeah, Nakamura was great, but Corey, to his credit, was yeah. very funny. But it, yeah. for me, it just highlights that you don't need Sami Zayn in order to get Nakamura over. Mm. He showed way more personality on commentary on his own than with Sammy cutting promos for him. And if they are an act, why isn't he out there? I guess he's selling the take of things. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So Shane McMahon, this is brilliant, this segment. (laughs) Shane McMahon is looking for Chad Gable in the babyface locker room. You can tell it's a babyface locker room because there's Matt Hardy talking to Apollo Crews about... Nothing. Not being They're booked. just moving their mouths. What? What's in catering? Mm. And Shane walks in and he goes, Hey guys, I'm looking for Chad Gable. He's about yay high. Yeah. Chad just steps into the <laughs> shop. Like, how big is this room? It makes me think that he was supposed to have been there the whole time. Yeah. And Shane was personally not noticing him. It just looked really weird when he stepped into shot. Yeah, so that was silly. And then Matt and Apollo walked off. It was just like needlessly complex for what they had to do. Well, it was just to, to the get short the joke. short joke. Yeah, to make the short joke. Um, yeah. And Shane says, well, I found your semi-final opponent for the King of the Ring 2019 tournament, Chad. It's this guy. And I was, I just sat back and I went, that's amazing. I loved it. I loved the idea. They turned Elias getting a, a very unfortunate real-life injury into a massive win mm-hmm. with Shane putting himself in there. Totally fits his character. Yep, totally. Exactly what he did with the Best in the World tournament when he was a baby face <laughs> last year. And he even made reference to that, how he's going to be the king in the world or the king of the world. It is a brilliant heel character thing to do. Yeah. And they completely botched it into the center of the earth we'll, by the end of the we'll, show. We'll get there, we'll oh. get there. But before we get to that, we've got a, a match between Mandy Rose and Nikki Cross in an attempt to add a modicum of interest into this title match that's oh, happening on Sunday. Todd is so unenthused about this. He actually got the challengers and champions confused. And well, he's sexed him. <laughs> yeah. you know, so he, can, he can't blame the guy. He's trying F. to do two things. Face effie. Yeah, that's fine. And then Mandy. Mandy cut this promo. We're going to win on Sunday because I'm beautiful and Nikki's ugly. Don't believe me. Here's and I was like, come on. This is there is a lot of lazy writing in WWE across the board. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is the laziest, but it's among the laziest to try and build some sort of interest in this. Why not just say we beat you last week and we're going to beat you again on Sunday. We're a better team than you are. We have got genuine friendship between us. Try and build something into your character as opposed to, I am blonde and I am hot. You are not blonde. You are not hot. It's typical Vince McMahon rubbish. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was terrible. It was, you know, bad material, badly delivered. Crowd don't care. Alexa Bliss comes out, so she's a baby face And right she's like, now. oh, no, you won't say that about my friend. Yeah, Nikki Cross runs down, and I'm like... 
you guys, this isn't even the storyline you started off telling. You meant to, you meant to be manipulating her. Nikki runs down. Hey, you know, Nikki did the most with what she had, and she looked really cool, sort of beating Mandy up everywhere. But in in the end, uh, Sonia went to interfere. Alexa pulled her off the apron, and Sonia had these massive heels on. Oh yeah, it looked she really dangerous. She face planted yeah. that uh, that apron, something fierce. And then Nikki rolled up Mandy for the win. I don't care. Nope. And now it just I don't like things that make me that take me out of your crappy wrestling story and then make me think, oh, you're a crappy company as well because you, you script these yeah. generic Nikki's ugly lines. Do you know what can save us though? Heavy machinery. Heavy machinery backstage having some smoothies. Yep. Oh, they're wonderful. Heavy machinery are great there at catering and just being charismatic. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to their match. Bailey's backstage with Ember Moon. Yeah, this mm. is the uh, angle I was hoping for last week. Where was Ember Moon to step up and be like, "Dude, you're meant to be like a good guy. We're supposed to be friends." Yeah. And what have, what have you done here? And Bailey's like, "Hey, look, I'm the same person. I did what I did to elevate the SmackDown Women's Division and make this title relevant." And Ember said, "No, you did what you did because you've struggled to stay relevant." So that was a great, great rebuttal, really. And they're going to have a match later on. I'm sure that will be good. Then we got Heavy Machinery versus The Jobbers. I haven't written their names down. No, I mean, I've written Jobbers as well. But I believe they wrestle in the indie scene as the Beaver Boys or nice. something along those lines. Um, Otis was so great in this. While he was waiting for the tag, he was humping the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was just there. The horny gremlin. He was just there. Just grabbing it, just going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> waiting for the tag. And Tucker's also really, really great. The way he carries himself around the ring mm. is like this just big jack dude. Otis gets in, he takes down the sleeves, and he does the caterpillar, and they hit a wicked trash compactor for the win. Thumbs up for this. Love, Loved it. Love heavy machinery. Otis is so charismatic. Like, Tucker is kind of overshadowed. Tucker is so good. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff he does in the ring. I remember that one of the pay-per-view matches, Moon sold off the top rope to the outside. He's an, he's enormous. But, like, you can't take your eye off Otis. They could both be big stars. You keep hearing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tucker's doing on this moon. All you can hear is I just going, Oh, yeah! That's right, Tucky, do that! I really like the f their finisher as well here. Trash compactor, yeah. yeah. The pop-up version mm. of it. It's very fun. Um, oh, we've got Chubba Pete. As a quick note, apparently one of the jobbers is the reigning CZW champion. No well, way. Well, well. Ooh, I wouldn't book my champion to lose. <laughs> uh, then we got Shane and Are Kevin Owens. CZW still in business. Apparently. Well, you know, According to you know. Matthew on yeah. Twitter, anyway. The more you know. Uh, Shane, and Shane McMahon then invites Kevin Owens into his office. Kevin Owens wasn't on last week's show. If you remember, just about six weeks ago... He was one of the... No, not even that. Less than four weeks ago at SummerSlam, Owens defeated Shane to keep his job and was one of the hottest things in the company. Yep. A lot of people said he was the second coming of Stone Cold. But then, since, WWE have booked him into the ground by making him apologize to Shane, by getting fined $100,000 by Shane... For, for caring about a monetary figure like that, for saying how it's going to affect his family. Yeah, and here's Kevin Owens. Care about him, please. I don't. Yeah, and it's so daft as well because the whole apologizing angle that they did was so Shane would get rid of the $100,000 fine. But apparently that fine is still there. 
because he said, if you become the referee for tonight, then I'll get rid of the mm. fine. So it's inconsistent storytelling. It's told wildly out of order. And it's just, I don't, it's so backward that he beat the bad guy <laughs> and they're still feuding. Yeah. But if they're feuding as if Shane won. I, if, if, they, if this, you're going to carry that on. Why didn't Shane just win at SummerSlam? Mm. Well, what my problem with this is I think this is a really, really good story, but this is your opening. You know, you, she, Kevin Owens is Shane McMahon's crapped upon second, Aaron's boy. Just like we had with Heath Slater last year. Remember that excellent week-long storyline where he had to be a referee and, you know, told that story great. But so you, you beat down Kevin Owens for months and months and months and everyone just gets behind him. Like Alex Riley in The Miz. They want to see Kevin Owens snap and we'll finally see, turn on Shane. that rage. Yeah. And then after a couple of months of Kevin Owens being the special guest referee, reluctantly counting those pins for Shane, Shane being increasingly more obnoxious, that's when Kevin Owens flips, he turns on Shane, crowd go wild, and that's when you have him as this reborn Kevin Owens character, uh, sorry, Stone Cold character, and all the, the anger and pent-up frustration from the previous months now comes out in these shoot-like promos that he was cutting two months ago now. But they started with the release of the anger, and now they've gone back to this, so it just completely doesn't work. It's flattened out Kevin Owens. It's ruined him. Oh, yeah. It, it, this isn't great. It really isn't. And it's got to a point now where he's not getting those pops he was four weeks ago. He didn't even get entrance this week. And he was so over back then. Uh, then we got the excellent Eric Rowe and Roman Reigns brawl. Thumbs up. Uh, then we got Bailey versus Ember Moon. Thumbs down. <laughs> uh, so the commentators are running through the Clash of Champions card, as they do. So the camera's just on them. And then Charlotte's music starts playing. Down, 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 down. Down, down, down. That's how it goes. <laughs> do, do, hey, do. man, this is what we're here for. I, I can do some mediocre impressions. You can do mediocre renditions. <laughs> and the camera just pans to the left, and she's sitting there. there. I've been here this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the Anchorman. Oh, I've been here practically the entire time <laughs> you guys have. Uh, and then, you know, Bailey comes out. It's... A match with Ember Moon. Most of it takes place in the commercial break in one of those shrink screen bits. I was ready for a long, decent match between these two, uh, but Bailey just swiped Moon's legs. Uh, no, Ember missed a eclipse. Bailey hit a belly to Bailey for a very anticlimactic win. And then Flair got into the ring and then a bit of a stare off, and she motions that she will be a 10 time champion on Sunday. 10. Uh, yeah, it's just Moon was Bailey's last challenger. I think, yeah, for a like pay-per-view. And that that feud never properly connected. The match was disappointing. But, like, to, to have to beat her so convincingly here, it just... Ember, I thought Ember looked really small fry off the back of this. It really does Not feel her that, fault, the presentation. Exactly. Well, WWE's mentality, I guess, is that if you are not Ronda Rousey, one of the Horsewomen, or Alexa Bliss, <coughs> then you, you, you may as well not be here. Yeah. And even Alexa Bliss at this point feels like she's been wildly forgotten about. Well, Lacey Evans is also someone they're trying to... Maybe a little bit. G give it two weeks. Um, after this, we had Kofi Kingston come out to remember the moment that changed his career when he beat Randy Orton all the way round Madison Square Garden and hit a boom drop through the announcer's desk. I remember watching it at the time. 
fantastic angle. We all thought Kofi was on the precipice of breaking through to the upper mid main event scene. But then the company decided to listen to Randy Orton and not push him at all. So to have Kofi come out here and say, God, what a time that was, which is essentially, you know, you could look at it that way. I guess that's the power of positivity. But really, it's quite like annoying. Yeah. I, I would. I this would. This should have been the yeah. start. Yeah. So like, I never really connected or understood Kofi's segment here. <clears throat> what I will say is that it was nice to have on a mirror moment of this because this this whole like Madison Square Garden moment has been a bit of a backdrop to this last four weeks of the feud so since SummerSlam. So to actually have the finale of that in Madison Square Garden and kind of repeat a spot, I mean, do yes. a lesser version of it. Was, you know, it was good. And I, and I really enjoyed that because Orton comes out and says it's stupid. I liked Orton's line where he said, can you stop talking about the two things you've accomplished in the last decade? <laughs> Do you know what I've done in the last decade? Won this. Bada, bada, bada. Yeah. List off his accomplishments. Randy's been really great these last four weeks. And they go out and they brought... And Randy does a big old swear. What was the swear, do you BS, reckon? I think. Yeah, I thought that. He said... You know, stop pretending to be something you're not with your fake Jamaican accent, your dreadlocks, all this phony power of positivity. B S word. And the whole crowd are like, oh, oh S word, sir. It's serious now. And they uh, they had a brawl. Um, table, I think, broke by accident. Mm, uh, yeah. But fine, they had another table there. Set that up. They did the boom drop through the table. And Kofi stood tall. All thought it was very good. It was just missing one crucial thing, which was the new day. Yeah, so we spoke about this last week. We got very excited about this big go-home angle in Madison Square Garden. And they did pretty much what we suggested. And it was very good. I, I think this was, like you said, it's really nice mirror imagery uh, to, to, to have those two angles alongside each other. But I, I, I think it would have been a lot better because the whole thing and the way this recent feud has been built, is Randy keeps coaxing Kofi into traps. You're stupid, Kofi. You keep falling for everything I do. So Kofi, like, Randy's in the crowd cutting this promo. Obviously a trap. So Kofi finally says, no, I'm coming to get you. And falls for it. Walks through the crowd. And yeah, Randy's got a chair, starts hitting with the chair. So I'm like, okay, so you didn't actually have a smart idea there, Kofi. You were just an idiot. How I would have done it is Kofi comes down, it's obviously a trap. The revival jump him, because then you're like, oh, baby face in peril, three on one disadvantage. But then that's where Biggie and Xavier come back. Yeah. And it was Kofi had that scouted all along. He's turned the tables on Randy, and then you still do the boom drop through the the table, but you have Kofi celebrating with Xavier and Big E. And that is so much better. Yeah, because the part of this story, this four-week-long story, is that Revival and Randy Orton, as this threesome unit, took out Xavier Woods and Big E. So they could they systematically took apart the New Day so that Randy could keep picking apart Randy or uh, picking apart Kofi and it's been a really well told thing with the conclusion being that New Day come out and we finally get the re like they're back together as a team and they they thwart these guys so not only would it have been nice to cap off this four week storyline but on Sunday it's New Day versus Revival for the tag titles and they've done no build for mm. that they've done no build for that match whatsoever because Biggie and Xavier are currently quote unquote injured so you could have had them make a big return, do the big save, and added some real big drama and interest into the match on Sunday. Yeah. As it stands, it is a match on the card that may as well not be there. 
And then, you know, after that, you could build to a pretty cool six-man tag, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Ladder match. Inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, so, after that ladder match inside Hell in a Cell. While it's on fire. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, after this, the main event. Before we, uh, oh. they also announced that Roman versus Rowan will be a no-DQ match at Clash of Champions, which I'm very uh, pleased mm. about because we can fall back onto smoke and mirrors and not rely on the old head squeezers. And hopefully powerbomb some fans into oh, people. Yeah. Pete, don't go to that arena, mate. So, what was what came out in this is the King of the Ring finals <laughs> are no longer at Clash of Champions. Oh, yeah. Like WWE have told us for the last month. Because it's a joke tournament with a joke prize that they really didn't care about from the get-go. The final is now going to be on Raw. It was always scheduled to be Clash of Champions on Sunday. And they even, I think uh, that they even tweeted out that it's going to be on Monday, but the article they tweeted still said it was on Sunday. You know, this is a late, 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 late change. I don't know if it's because the raw rating was so bad that they thought, oh, God, let's have a draw on the Monday episode. Can I give you a counter argument? <clears throat> I think that Vince McMahon suddenly realized that his final was Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. and was like, well, we can't put that on pay-per-view. That's going to be on raw. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, th- this was... the. This was the semi-final for that. It was Chad Gable versus Shane McMahon with Kevin Owens as the special guest referee. Shane came out with the Best in the World trophy. Yes, he did. Put, uh, put the crown on it as well. Nice touch. It was good. Uh, Chad's, Chad's entrance was interrupted by Shane as well. This look, All of this up until the moment the bell rang was a really good idea to make obnoxious Shane against Chad. And Chad can beat him, overcome the odds, even with special guest... A referee Kevin Owens I know that's backwards as well but you know at least you can now if if we're here now in the storyline Kevin Owens can slowly rise up against Shane again tell that story a lot of storytelling potential in the physicality of the match they failed on every version of it so what happens is Shane starts the match he goes right for Chad Chad reverses it into a chaos theory pinning combination Kevin Owens Fast counts. He fast counts, doesn't he? Mm. It's not a normal count that he was caught unaware. So so Chad wins. Chad's really excited. Let's be honest. That's nothing for Chad. Nope. Because it's a very quick victory. Um, He's the third wheel. <clears throat> but then you have, okay, so Kevin Owens screwed over Shane right away. Okay, let's see where this goes. But Shane gets out the ring. Oh, it's going to be a two out of three falls match. Which takes me back it a couple of months. It took me back, mate. And now Kevin Owens is suddenly counting like he he wants Shane to win. He's not counting Chad pinfalls. Checking the shoulders. Checking the shoulders. And it's just like, well, but you just tried to screw him over in the first fall. So now I don't... Like, what what is going on with your character right here? I don't know. And then he was trying to fast count when Shane was getting pinfalls. And then at the end, when Chad had him in the ankle lock and the grapevine and Shane tapped out, Owens didn't call for the bell. The bell just rang and Owens went, "Mm." Yeah. It just made him look like a complete moron. And I I get the whole idea was to build Chad up as this really great underdog who makes it all the way to the finals. But let's be honest, he's only had one good match. Yeah. And that was last week with Elias. No, no, who was it last Uh, week? Andrade last week, was it? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was Andrade last week. I know it was a good match. Because it was Shelton Benjamin Mm. first, and then I think it was Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, because Vega was great on the outside selling mm, the, the loss. But one great match in a tournament where you have four, a possible four overall, that, that's, 
that's not great. Like, Ricochet has way more momentum over on Raw. Well, that's the problem with picking Chad. And I love (laughs) Chad Gable. And Chad Gable is a great person to use and do the Cinderella storyline, but there needed to be some modicum of build before you got to that point. You can't start that with the first round of this tournament because no one has bought into Chad for the last two years. So then you start to say, oh, now you care about this. But like, well, yeah, but there's nine other people in this tournament that are way more over than he is. Well, I think you could have, if you gave him 10, 15 minutes a match, make these great matches, and he has four really, like three really good matches, then he goes to the final, and you tell those stories of the underdog overcoming. But they haven't done that at all. Every time it's been a relatively quick match and a shock roll-up pin. Yeah. Which, you know, I love Chad, and somehow you're not making me as into Chad as I should be, even when he's getting a push. It's not been working. Plus, at the end of all this, Chad wins. Love the great Vine ankle lock, by the way. Yeah. Please, more of that. And Shane, that's what makes Shane tap for the second fall. You know, Chad just beat Shane two by winning two of two falls. And he got multiple visual pins throughout the match as well. That's booking someone to look strong. But you know what? You're not really, are you? Because I'm not thinking about Chad at all. I'm thinking about the post-match that came afterwards, which was Shane losing his rag with Kevin Owens and saying, you're fired. And like, who honestly gives a crap? How many times has, has Kevin Owens been fired or quit or put his job on the line in just the last year alone? I did not like this final angle. It was rubbish. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was, and, and yeah, I, the whole thing... From, from the overall story of Owens and McMahon to this angle to making Chad look like an absolute afterthought, I thought was just grossly inept. Yeah, the, the, yeah making Chad, your King of the Ring finalist, look like the third wheel. It just makes the whole <coughs> tournament seem unimportant. It's like, yeah, it's a tournament, but really, your stars are over here. And it feels like they've done that throughout the tournament. Just all the stars have been eliminated from it, and you're now left with Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Oops, sorry, can't put that on pay-per-view because you're not, there's no stars in there, so we'll just put it on Raw the following night. And the, the pay-per-view is this Sunday. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon is not on this Sunday. But we That's not even a match. But this is what we did at SummerSlam. Do you remember like, the final build for SummerSlam was the Roman... Brian Angle. But that was a match that we were meant to get an angle to pay off there. And at least that had some intrigue about it back then before, God, everything (laughs) went even more off the rails. I just, I thought this was crap. The audience obviously thought it was crap. There were AEW chants as the show went off air. Like, this was a terrible episode of SmackDown. The only good thing, and it was, thankfully, it was unequivocally good, I thought, was the Rowan Roman stuff. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Smackdowner for me. Yeah, Smackdowner for me as well. The more I'm thinking about it, smack in the face. Ooh, I'm gonna get. I'm saying it's Smackdowner just for that angle. I just, that but angle, the, I mean. The, the 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 end of the show, Chad, Kevin Owens, and, and Shane, I thought was just just pants. Let's see what you guys thought on the super chat. So we got a couple more about Rowan that came in afterwards. Uh, we got two from Fabio Geronimo that says the same thing. So I'm assuming he thought the first one didn't work and sent it again. But both did actually send. Uh, saying, I remember an episode of Talking Smack uh, where Rowan confronted, as a psycho, Renee Young. And it was simply awesome. He can definitely talk. Yeah, he had the um, Tom Savini sheep mask on. Mm. Yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Roman said, Roman's getting a better push than Harper. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Harper's getting a push to the unemployment line, which, you know, some might say is better. It's not even the unemployment line. It's the it's the purgatory. Yeah, I know, but you can spend that year planning. Oh, okay. Planning and formulating your return the to fiend AW. character. Jeffrey Moody says, Roman should come out to a new version of the Wyatt theme, Tip Your Waitresses. I feel like those are two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the name of the Wyatt family. <laughs> no. no. I, I wish it was, though. It would yeah. just, um, that, that would link the two gimmicks, and they, they shouldn't be, so yeah. probably not. Speaking of The Fiend, we got one from Tony Pentakainen. Uh, who said, as I watched the latest Firefly Funhouse on YouTube, the recommended list is filled with cartoons meant for five to seven-year-olds. It's <laughs> a little bit disturbing. Yeah, YouTube's good old algorithm. Oh, yeah, never fails. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few about the King of the Ring. Will HM said, hi, guys, what do you make of the Chad Gable storyline and his future following uh, King of the Ring? I feel like he played third wheel this week. Hashtag three-week push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was three-week push. He was a real third wheel in this whole final angle. I, I've not really bought into it, but for the points that you made, he's not been really given a chance to, to point out. I don't think the short gimmick works. And I hope that Corbin wins. I really hope that Gable, that Gable doesn't win. I think Gable's going to win. And I think, yeah, in a month's time, he's going to be a joke. He's already a joke, mate. Rex Joseph Calmerin says, Hopefully WWE will recognize Gable and Corbin as stars due to their King of the Ring performances. Gable with Angle in his corner and King Corbin is gold. I mean, that's that's actually a nice thing to add to this, having Angle in Gable's corner and how Corbin retired him. Uh, but I, I don't think... Corbin has been spectacular this tournament. I don't think Gable's been that impressive, no. the way he's been booked. No, and, yeah, and it's not Chad's fault, it's the, no. the booking around him. Got a few, uh, quite a few, actually, about Kevin Owens. Uh, Oblivious Kari said, Kevin Owens was the hottest thing for weeks. Sad. Yep, that three-week yeah. push. Mm-hmm. Aman Saeed said, are you sick of firing angles? It happens too often. I know. When was the last time we had a firing Becky. angle? Becky. Oh, yeah. Was that was a suspension? She, fired? she was suspended. She was suspended. I Ronda yeah. was fired. Was she suspended? Ronda was, was she suspended. suspended. They went through a big spat of them, didn't they? It was yeah. like every... W- That's right. Yes, this was earlier this year. They just kept like suspending and firing and adding people to matches. It went suspensions, gauntlet matches, <laughs> yeah. two out of three fools matches... <laughs> Yep. And then big moves to start matches. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's the trends. I think the last firing might have been Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with Shane in his WrestleMania 34 feud, maybe. That would have been last over a year and a half ago. Yeah. Though. Yeah, but that's the last one I can think of. Uh, Tim Arndt said, is Owens being fired slash rehired an annual event now? <laughs> yeah, to tie it into a pay-per-view. <laughs> WWE, you're fired. And apparently, yeah, I think Kevin Owens uh, tweeted out that he, he's going to go to NXT, which mm. debuts on the USA Network uh, a week tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, Chopper Pete has more about that in his news later. He definitely does. Completely stole my thunder because the next super chat from Wilson Simon says, Owens tweeted, 14, 24, 20. N is the letter 14. X is the letter 24. T is the letter 20. What if Owens joins the Undisputed Era? Oh, no, my God. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not, no, when no, you, no. not when you've got hot baby... Well, should be hot babyface Owens. Don't join him into a faction where he's going to be playing second fiddle to Cole. Kevin Owens and Adam Cole are very good friends in real life. But... Cole, uh, Owen's going against the Undisputed Era, that I can get on board with. That's the money. That's yeah. where the money is. And just to reiterate what Ali said, there's much more about that in the news later on today, so watch that. Uh, Andrew Mendez says, Kevin Owens to AEW confirmed. He signed a massively yeah. long contract, hasn't he? I think he's there for another 10 or so years. It's like a 
Scientology contract. <laughs> uh, Christopher Beasley said, Owen Sue Shane for putting his hands on a ref. Well, that, that, I mean, that is a funny point about this, that the original fine came from Kevin Owens attacking special guest referee Elias, I think. Uh, and now, and during the SummerSlam match. Yeah, yeah. And now Shane not only beat up Kevin in, a, in, a, in an official capacity, but then he fired him, and then he essentially just beat up a random person. Not that you can beat up your employees anyway. It doesn't hold up to logic at all. But if WWE's follow-up to this is Kevin Owens follow, like files a counter-sue, and they do it all legally, and he goes, well, I've trapped you. That's stuff that's only interesting to corporate people. And that isn't the audience. No, I bet a- Vince McMahon is going, oh, yeah, this is a good, great storyline. Not to the general public. No. Rons Regen said, KO being inconsistent with his morals is the fiend toying with his mind. No. No. I agree. Uh, we got a few about The, the Undertaker. Uh, Rex Joseph Camarin just says, well, that was a waste of an Undertaker appearance. <laughs> they all oh, yeah. are at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Dobb 44 says, Luke, on a scale of 1 to 10, honestly, how much did Ollie building up your hopes for a Taker Fiend angle on SmackDown anger you? It didn't anger me, really. It's my fault. That's fine, dude. It's fine because as soon as Undertaker opened the show, I was like, well, the Fiend's not attacking him. That's not happening on this show. Yeah. And I, and I, and I got over it quite quickly. Uh, Cody Storing said, Ham- uh, Hammy. Sammy is highly underused. I hope he gets a title. Uh, I mean, that could have been a super chat from three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, will, it will require a lot of building up. Uh, got a few about the women's <coughs> division. Uh, Gazatola of Rock and Roller uh, said, Prediction, Charlotte wins on Sunday, only because I think WWE want to fast-track her to 16 and then drag, uh, drag out her trying to break her dad's record. Well, apparently the story is they were trying to get to that number quite quickly. That's what well, the Money in the Bank stuff was about. Um, but I can't. I see Bailey retaining this coming Sunday. Stevie Ray says, "Which women's championship match are you more excited for?" Be- oh, oh Be- Becky Banks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like miles apart from each other. I mean, Fire and Desire versus Bliss and Cross. Oh well, yeah, of course. There's that as well. That's actually second. Fergal McClement says, uh, "Just tuned in at the time Ollie shouted, women are horny again.'" <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of a better joke to top it. It's just it's your new business. Mm. Dot com. Uh, I got uh, a whole one about <coughs> heavy machinery. Uh, Marcus Roman says, I never get tired of Otis's caterpillar. I would love to see him pair up with Scotty Too Hotty and do a double worm just oh, for the heck of it. That's great. That's a Royal Rumble spot. Yes, it absolutely is. And they do it together. Yeah. Oh. Two heels. But oh, if it's the revival, it'd be even better because they'll, they'll sell it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. They're laying there and they both do the big oh, arms out. That'd be amazing. That's if it doesn't happen now, that's a terrible Royal Rumble. That's how you use legends is to get over a new stars. <laughs> uh, miscellaneous uh, Super Chats now. Best of AFL said, here, have my money. Who should turn heel or face? Out of everybody. Finn and join the OC. Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. I'll give another one. Uh I think I, everyone's kind of gone to their right allegiances now. Oh, Papa Big E. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You know what? Bailey turned face. <laughs> yeah. uh, best of AFL again says, also love from Australia. You guys have helped so much. Swaft uh, Under. Swaft Under. 
James Hammett says, first super chat, and this is how I'm going to use it. Burger King, home of the Whopper. WrestleTalk, home <laughs> of the Chopper Whopper. Yeah, we'll put that on the YouTube banner. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, Gazatola of Rock and Roller comes back in to say, uh, don't often make the live chat, so just wanted to say how much I enjoy your channels. Any chance of seeing Sussex-based uh, Sussex promotion Riptide on Showcase? Mm. Oh, you know what? That that would be a really cool one because Riptide, have you seen their camera work? Yes. It's filmed really, really well. It's actually had one of my favourite matches of this year. Uh, like in my top, legit top 10 mm. match this year, which was Pac versus Cara Noir. Love Cara uh, and it is, and it really is helped by the way the Riptide is filmed mm. because Karen Noir is such a cinematic character with such a cinematic entrance. And the match with Pac is absolutely amazing. Yeah, Riptide would be great. James Double 44 again said, It's my 44th birthday today. Feeling old. Not too old to appreciate all your work, though, guys. Still love wrestling, and you guys are fantastic. Oh, thank you Happy so much. Happy 44th New Year. Happy birthday to you. The Adnap 2 said, Who wins? People's elbow or Judas elbow? Well, the Judas elbow is the most devastating move. No one's kicked out of it. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to be the Judas effect, I guess. Uh, hashtag Mr. Fret said, Happy Recep Day Chopper. Thanks. <laughs> uh, King Rasta said, Did you guys see Charlotte's impersonation of Ty, Gil- uh, Ty Dillinger's Perfect Ten? Ten. When she th- that was my first thought when she did it. And thankfully, the commentators were like, Oh, she might be a 10-time old uh, women's champion. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's not Ty. Yeah, I mean, it would so be it's so weird if Charlotte was trying to start beef with Ty Dillinger. <laughs> with Sean Spears. Oh, Peyton Royce. Where's she? Oh, no, she was on a main event, I believe. Ryan F. says, I got to see Slipknot last Saturday. Ooh. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hey, Pete, happy bar mitzvah. Shalom. <laughs> Thanks. I had a great weekend. I was in Amsterdam. I had a wonderful time. Um, Slipknot, eh? Yes. I might go see them when they tour next year, tour the UK. I'm actually also tempted by that Green Day Weezer Fallout Boy tour. Well, I'm only going to see tours now that are promoted by Ric Flair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, System Z said, you're so brave. <laughs> we are brave. So brave. We put our opinions <laughs> out there day after day. Big brave boys. Big brave boys. Will Hate said, I just want to tell bo- uh, tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad someone picked up on the reference. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Best of AFL said, here's some more money for the Brave Boys. Hashtag Brave Boys. I want to do all my tweets now by spelling out big Brave Boys, but with lots of spaces mm. in caps. Uh, Nater's WP said, Hello, King Chopper Whopper. As a headgear enthusiast, that's what's in my Twitter bio, uh, the crown is obviously at the top of your list. What are some of your... Uh, 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 what are some other of your favourite types of headgear? Love all of you guys. LTWTB. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with lovely the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Of course it is. <laughs> Ooh, a little um, bit of the lovely time with the boys. <laughs> I mean, beanies, because I'm wearing one. Uh, ben DeSilva Grave. What about uh, a less mainstream hat? Yeah. Snapbacks. They're the really rich ones, right? But I only wear them backwards, though, because my uh, my head's too small to wear them forwards because they look stupid. Yeah, those ones, because I bought one by accident, Mm. and I was just trying to bend it because that's what I do with baseball caps. I was like, I just want to bend this peak. But it just goes... Yeah, it's just flat. And it's really flat, and it just looks mad awkward on my head anyway. Is that because of Ash from Pokemon? No. Does he not wear a... A cap like I that. mean, he wears it forwards until he gets serious, <laughs> and then he has to go 
and then he flips it around. When I know? used to work at Game Station in my university years, I used to wear mine backwards because I was a massive fan of um, Randall from Clerks, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just want. And I like I, I wore my shirt. Uh, my, so Game Station used to have like. Uh, work shirts that I used to wear open over like comic book t-shirts cool. like Randall does and I was like I'm basically Randall uh-huh. um, one word for you Chopper three letters Fez <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> Ben Silver Grave said hi to everyone at WrestleTalk I am curious on your opin- opinion on something with the crazy amount of time with all the shows on TV starting soon how do you think this is going to impact something like Wrestlemania weekend ooh I don't know. Well, you know what? By all accounts, it'll be a little less hectic because have you heard the the rumor about NXT takeovers being scheduled to go against AEW events? But they're not competition, though. No. Uh, So maybe that will take the takeover off of Mania Weekend. I think they'll still do the takeover Mm -hmm. on Mania Weekend. But also, apparently, the the SmackDown shows aren't going to be typical shows. They're going to be like highlight packages and promotional shows. Mm, That's a shame. So, but I don't know. That was a story from quite a while ago now. Um, Yeah, so I don't really know. I don't think it'll change too much. It's just going to be a busy working week and then just a busy working weekend. Yeah, I think, if anything, we'll just have another one of those weeks elsewhere in the year probably end of August with the all-out shows. Matthew Burlidge says, Wish.com is sending a physical poster of one of your thumbnails. Backstage heat on Randy Orton. Just search Randy Orton poster on the site. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've seen that. Uh, Trying to get a t-shirt version. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd be very funny. Uh, Timothy Beattie says, Kushida on 205. Yes, please. Now Daniel Bryan to 205. Or Kushida to SmackDown? Mm. And Daniel Bryan stay on SmackDown? Do you know what? And not so much 205 Live? I I don't mind it, mate. It's not a show I watch. But I don't mind it because there are so many people on 205. Where's Ali? Like, there's so many. You could list off 20 people on SmackDown that aren't getting the TV time they probably mm. should. I don't want to just add Kushida to that list. So probably keeping him away from the main roster is actually a good thing. I don't know. These are the primes of these guys' careers, and they're just being wasted. That's very true. Mm. That's actually, oh God, that's a. Really it, it, dis- I, that's it makes a really me design. quite depressed. Yeah. yeah. In which case, just, although just keep him on NXT then. Azo Smith said, "Who needs to focus in class when I've got you guys? Are you in school right now? <gasps> focus. This in is what like when we were in when I was at school. If you weren't focusing on the classes because you were like sharing M and M's with each other, Tamagotchis." Oh, we were Digimon kids. Yeah, you, you can battle you them. You can battle them. <laughs> and also, we worked out that if you get, um, you know, like house keys that have got like the the ridge at the end, so it's a straight one with a ridge. If you put that and you kind of like move it around to the connector, it makes it think it's battling with someone. So you can actually level up your Digimon <laughs> without having to battle your friends. Kevin comes in to say, uh, when do you think the era of Vince rewriting scripts hours before airing will stop? Do you think Fox can intervene if this keeps on going? Uh, Fox probably won't intervene, but with, they're moving the raw head writer across, aren't they? They're Ed moving Kosky, Ed Kosky. Yeah. So probably when Ed Kosky takes over officially. Stevie Ray again says, keep up the great work, you beautiful nuggets. Thanks, oh, mate. Beautiful nugget yourself. Uh, Owen Hart reference. Rollerball Rocco said, uh, if you please, shout out to my cousin Jesse Scott C for getting us tickets for Clash of Champions. Lovely time with the bubbly. Keep going, boys. Listening live while you're in my pocket at work. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well done, Jesse Scott Lee. Was that Jesse Scott C? Jesse, Jesse Scott, Scott C. C. I think the 
who am I thinking of? Who's Jay- got... Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee. Is that someone? No, I'm thinking of Jason Lee. Well, enjoy cock this weekend. Yeah. Russell B said, first time donating, long time watcher. Oh, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much for your support. Jobber JJ comes in again to say, Russell Talk and SWAF Nation versus WWE Invasion. I, think I don't know how that lose. would work. Yeah. yeah, we haven't got any wrestlers. Heel Dan from Pensacola, Florida said, warmed my soul to see Pete Powerbomb <laughs> last night. Yeah, classic. <laughs> uh, Nathan the Alpha Wolffella said, happy national make your bed day, Chopper Whopper. I did make my bed this morning. It's Doesn't a rarity. It a, a sense of completion, an early win. And when you it's get good. back home at the end of the day, you're like... I did that. Well, I'm just going to pick up on Pete's comment there because that makes it sound like you don't make your bed every day. That's correct. Normally, because Michelle gets out of bed second, so technically it's her job. What was different about today? She's not there. Okay. okay. Makes checks out. In fairness, yeah. like my wife usually gets up second as well, so I do kind of expect her to do it. But I, I make often, the bed around her. I often just do it myself anyway, mm. and I pull up the little little fabric thing we got at the end to make it look really nice and neat. Open up the curtains. Rex Joseph Camarin says, good house husband. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rex Joseph Camarin says, uh, title should have been WWE star <laughs> attacks Wrestle Talk star. Demand <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Will I Am Baker said, first timer, greetings from Germany. I'm also white bearded and bold. Should have been me, a wild laughing emoji. Keep up the good work. KO to NXT confirmed. It should have been me. There was someone who said it should have been me on today's show. I'm going to do a quick search right now, yeah. Justin Anzaldua, while you're looking that up, said, Happy Grandparents Day, knife, uh, King Knife Edge Chopper. Well, thanks. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, mm. chop. I think it was on yesterday. It was on Raw, I think. Mm. Samad Ali, hey. uh, float like a butterfly, comes in to say, Ollie, can you do the ha-ha John thing in Seth's voice? <laughs> John. 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 <laughs> Minato Dono said, Bagard, Michael, I love it. We got us a flying Uso. Hey, that's a good Your callback. Turn. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I was, Magal, I love it. We got us a flying Uso. I think it's I love it, Magal. I love it, Magal. Yeah, that's same it. thing. Uh, ben, Ho- ben Holland Smith says, Making my first super chat for a shout out to my amazing wife and to announce we have. Broken out in love for our new baby boy. Hey. hey. Rowan Bray Harper Holland Smith. Keep up the great work. Rowan Bray Harper, Harper Holland Smith. What's Holland? As in Holland Smith is his surname. It's double barrel. Oh, surname. okay. <laughs> yeah. Harper. <laughs> Just really Ro- wait, 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 wait. Rowan Bray Harper. Rowan Bray Harper. Strowman Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations Absolutely. on reproducing successfully. I hope you have. A healthy human child. May the Lord open. Under his eye. <laughs> why, why so serious 54 comes in to say, can say didn't, wasn't here for the start of the stream, said, which wrestler attacked a fan? That would have been Rowan right Big, there. Big Red. Mm. We should have put the yellow arrow to him, shouldn't we? Well, no, I was pointing to the, to the fan. No, no, the no, fan. no. But WWE star is the active thing in that sentence. But that's the fan. Yeah. That's the WWE we know star. we know who WWE st- uh, WWE stars are. Well, we didn't say Rowan, did we? Yeah, well. No, no, no. I agree with you. I'm just being facetious. Thanks, thanks mate. I was a bit worried for a second then. Mary Painesville Dan. Hey. hey. Says just arrived home safely. 
all the best, Dan. Aww. Thanks, Dan. It was lovely uh, hanging out with you yesterday. Yeah, it mate. was. What a lovely tweet he put up as well. Yeah. Oh, where is it? A little, is the little bit of the bubbly over there? A little, yeah, put it on the, the thing over there be, so you can smash it. <laughs> Dan will get that. <laughs> he actually, uh, yeah, he bought us a little bit of the bubbly and loads of German sweets, which we're going to be uh, having during Clash of Champions. And a, like a 12-pack of Pombets. Oh, lovely yeah. stuff, mate. Peter Mullins says, Is KO McMahon clearly being a throwback to Austin McMahon a, a symptom of the larger problem of no new creative angles? What can be done? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely a part of it. The, the McMahons do tend to fall back on storylines they feel successful and, most problematically, themselves. Well, that's what I was going to say. And with Raw doing a very poor rating this week, my worry is, like, us oh, more McMahons is the answer. We are listening to you the problem is it's been good like the the last two the last month and a half two months have been the best wwe program f for potentially as long as i've been reviewing these shows yeah like overall just as just as a, an, an average bench line and but it, but the, those four years of preceding terrible booking those are the effects now yeah like it's not an easy switch around you've got to give this quality programming for years before you can get up again Juan Martinez says, did you see Kevin Owens' tweet hinting, an, hinting at an NXT return? Yes, mm -hmm. we did. More on the news later. Uh, Tomo, Tomo. Tomo comes in to say, hello, Russ Talk people. I don't know if this is true. First Super Chat in about two to three weeks. How's your day going so far? I don't feel like I've said Tomo as much recently. Hmm. I could have sworn he was on the live streams, though. For He's definitely for in AEW. all the live streams. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he, he's always here. But... Well, you know, well, save the money, Tomo. You, yeah. you, you, you Super Chat a lot. But uh, to answer your question, day's been very nice. Yeah, we uh, recorded our review of Ad Astra, which will be going up tomorrow on Screenstalker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Mendez comes in to clarify his Kevin Owens to AEW confirmed thing that he said earlier was meant to be a joke. Yes. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. We, we figured that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Dominguez said, Laurie said San Antonio. Smackdown Live is an acid trip. Yep. Laurie said San Antonio. Maybe yep. it was in the news yesterday. Possibly. Oh, I think he got the name of a California city wrong or something. Right. He said San Antonio and it was San Jose or something. It was actually Washington. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brock Batty said, The Brock wants the fiend to start killing audience members too. Detrain24 <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, uh, It's been a bad month. Uh, lost my job. My brother is alive, but Odie due to addiction. I wish y'all knew how important your work is to stay sane. Thanks. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the best to you and your family. And I'm glad that we can help out in any any way we can. Yeah, uh, we are the most With, with our thing. silly little nonsense. <laughs> Ron's Regen said, uh, does Gable have top tier potential? I think so. Yeah, too, yeah, too, yeah. too short. I what? Yeah, Luke is joking. <laughs> Uh, we do, but he's he'll never he'll never get that in WWE. No, which is ludicrous because they had Kurt Angle and look what a star they made out of him. Brock Batty uh, says, "My king, talking hmm. about me, I challenge you to a battle on Pokemon Showdown <gasps> to become the king of Wrestle Talk." <gasps> oh, what's a Pokemon oh. Showdown? It's a program where you have simulated. Pokemon battles. Oral isn't I that, used to isn't use that it every Pokemon game ever? Yes, except it's free and on the internet. So it's okay. a battle simulator. Do you get to bring your own game. monsters? Yeah. You fully customize your team. Ooh. So. Well, can't you just max everything out? Yes. Have you yeah, maxed yours does. out yet? But it's 
you don't collect them or anything. It's just for battles. It's a it's a battle simulator. But you said, but, yeah, but you said you can max them out. So have you yes. maxed yours out? Y- y- yes, that's what you do for I competitive think you just, battles. Like, enter the... Oh, right. So it's just purely it's, based on yeah, the strategy. It's just competitive battling Ooh. and strategy. So it's more of a. I use the competitive battle round. a lot. So when, so when so. I say maxing up, like it's not a how like and leveling up sort of thing. No. Oh, right. all of, oh that's all what I thought you meant. All the on there are level hundred. And then you have other... I'm not going to get into this. Um, there's but will you, will you accept the challenge? <laughs> I mean, I haven't played competitive Pokemon in quite some time. I'm out of the game maybe. now. Uh, <laughs> Ge- Ge- genuinely. It's taking up too much of my life. Although technically you are, it because you're, you're battling simulators and whatnot, and robots and that, so it's basically the same thing about battling a human. Bollocker34 uh, <laughs> said, uh, was it MSG? The Fiend in person was amazing. I bet it was. Yeah. I that you know what? Like I always thought, that's one of the yeah, a Cara Noir entrance and a Bray Wyatt entrance. Now those I, are the two. Okay, here's my big bold prediction. Come uh, post WrestleMania next year, Raw will be in London, and they will tell us that the Fiend will be there in uh, will be there in appearance, probably in a dark match. That's what's going to get us to go. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Nikolai uh, Azapali said uh, the MSG sales were so bad that they had the normal set. Didn't have anything special for MSG. Yeah, well, I think they've stopped doing that. Well, I mean, they haven't done a TV there for a while, but they want all of their sets to look the same. Like, they don't want buildings to look different. Mm. And it was a real shame as well because that Madison Square Garden look for WWF shows is quite iconic. Not so, but they redid Madison Square Garden a couple mm. of years, well, like five, a while ago, actually. Uh, so you don't get that the iconic. Entrance, yeah. Uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, I didn't know they changed yeah, yeah. it. Why would you change that? More seats, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Business. Cody Storing said Kevin Owens to NXT for a big pop and getting over. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually quite an interesting way to take a story where you start to blend characters into different into NXT promotions as well, and Owens can come back feeling a little bit revived. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. That hmm. how they got there was crap. <laughs> But it was a, that's a good idea. King Rasta said, NXT is keeping WWE relevant to a degree. NXT is? I think WWE are keeping themselves relevant. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, James Quinn says, Jason Scott Lee played Bruce Lee. Apparently. Oh, in, um, that that, a- in, yeah, in uh, the Dragon, uh, the, the, the biopic they did. Was that? Sure. Did... Did w, was that advertised on WWE? Is that why I know that? Yeah, Jason Scott Lee was in Dragon, the, the Bruce Lee story. Uh. God, I've forgotten all about that movie. Mm. My, my friend Adam was obsessed with that film because he was obsessed with uh, Bruce Lee. So we used to watch that a lot when we were kids. Peter Mullins says, Happy you saw that Navy Guy Day speech, Ollie. There's a lot of words. <laughs> You saw that Navy Guy Day speech. Navy Guy? Can't think of what that would be, but thank you for the well wishes nonetheless. Mm. Uh, Robert Alomar said, Adam Mayhem here. Where's the address to send WrestleTalk some free merch? Some, a lot of people have been doing this recently. Mm, and yeah. Oh, we love it. Yeah, we love uh, the merch. Email me, uh, luke at wrestletalk.com, and uh, I can forward the address on to you. Someone said... I don't know if I told you this, that they're going to send us a limited edition Fiend box that they got. No, don't send us that. I said, I said, look, you should keep that. Yeah. But if you do want to send it to us, here's the address. 
I just, like I have not wanted to buy anything on WWE shop besides the odd t-shirt here and there forever. But that came up and I was gutted when it sold out. Ah, mm. oh, yeah, I, I some things and I don't get it as much these days, but take my money. That's ingenious merching. Uh, Mike Martin the second says, uh, Sammy said it should have been me to take her. That's there it. it well is. remembered. I, I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was something like that. Uh, Sean Turner says, can I get Luke Undertaker impression talking about souls? Then Ollie Seth laughing at him. He 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 souls. Uh, then Luke Undertaker tells him to stop. <laughs> okay, let's try this bit of improv. I need some more souls, Vince. <laughs> Well, you want to say <laughs> souls? Souls. Stop that now. <laughs> Just souls. want my souls, Vince. Souls. I need my souls, Undertaker, Vince. You're <laughs> I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> Stop tweeting about it. I need John. my souls. John. Just one more soul, Vince. John. Alex Jordan <laughs> says, Mad I missed three super chats in a row. Didn't know how vital this was for me on Mondays and Tuesdays. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Good to see you here now. Good to see you. Uh, Chris Dudley says, uh, love each of you. Ollie, I've been watching this channel since March 2016. If that date sounds familiar, you took over this channel only three months before. Thanks for all your hard work. Thank you. That's also three days before my then 28th birthday, I think. Mm. Uh, for, for, for the people who are saying, oh, I love Tuesdays and Wednesdays for the Raw and SmackDown. And maybe you don't watch NXT because it's Mark's show. But it's going to get popular soon. I know, right? So, yeah. Three, you know, three p.m. tomorrow, on Thursdays, NXT time with Indeed. Luke and Laurie. And on Friday, we're going to be doing a three p.m. live stream there as well because myself, Pete, and Laurie are going to be doing our Clash of Champions predictions. It is like a proper radio show, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. On three p.m. every day, three p.m. our time. Don't know what it is yours. Uh, Sean Turner said, "Guys, Kevin Steen is coming to NXT. What a surprise!" Well, hopefully, not as Steen. No. Um, that would be awesome. I mean, it doesn't really change anything. No, it's just, it's just a name. Peter Mullins clarifies the Navy Guy mm. Day speech Good. thing, but I don't know if it's clarified it very well because he just says, Navy speech, colon, returning to a bed, full stop, that you made, full stop. Returning to a bed that you made. So, right. I know because uh, there's a famous... There's a famous, oh, just a military guy, must be a, a Navy guy, who said one of the best things you can do is make your bed in the morning. And that's, you know, why, what, one of the drills that uh, army people have. So you, when you get back, you do feel like you've accomplished something. So I assume that is the very obscure productivity reference he is making. I'm hoping I'm popping them at home right now. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally... I, I would never have got that from your original <laughs> Super Chat, though. Uh, and then finally, uh, just thank you to Gordon Maston, who Super Chatted, but with no message. Thank you thank all you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. When are you going to get to catch up on Bake Off? Um, so we're halfway through. Oh, did you watch the first half of it? Bashed down a bit last night. Yeah. Gonna finish the rest tonight, I think. My lady partner's doing a British Sign Language exam. Oh, the best of luck. Yeah. When, when is the... Is it tonight? Yeah, it's like at 8.30 or something. Oh, what? So she'll get back around 9.30 and we'll watch the rest. Yeah. But yeah. But the last week of my life has been... She's been... Refu not refusing to talk to me, but it, it helps her if she can try and talk in sign language to me. Mm. 
So she's just doing it all the time. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> if it's not toilet or no yeah. or yes, I'm lost. Or weirdly, gold. <laughs> this is not very good for an audio medium. <laughs> But gold has a really fun British Sign Language sign. It's very it's like, jazzy, it's right? It's jazzy, yeah. It's razzmatazz yeah. is what it is. I don't know if you can. There's there is an audio component to it. I'm no. knocking my fists together and, and then I'm doing jazz hands. my hands at the end. Yeah, that's it is gold. It's very ta-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that one a lot. Do you want me to spell your name in sign language? Go I've for pretty it, much learned the alphabet. A great audio content. Oh, yeah. L. Yep, you. K. You, you actually you actually spell K. I might be doing it the wrong way around. E. So uh, all the vowels are your five fingers. That makes sense. So A is on the thumb. Mm -hmm. U is on the little finger on the pinky. You can work out the placement of the others. Yeah. Nightmare for a dyslexic person. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. Legit. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I'd imagine it absolutely is. Um, but anyway, best of luck to your lady partner yeah, yeah. in her exam tonight. Um, I'm hoping to watch it when we get back. We've got a cinema date, not a cinema date night, sorry, a, a meal date night tonight mm. with my sister-in-law and her boyfriend. Mickey. Mickey. Oh, Mickey love. So very excited to hang out with the, the, th uh, the three of them. The Peru. Have you got a gang name? Because you all went to Peru together. We did, but I mean, our chat that we've got. Are you sick of them? Have you seen them since? Is this just like. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen. Particularly of... my sister in law, okay. I've seen it. And actually, actually, I've seen them quite a lot. Um, oh. so, but I like hanging out with them, and I think they're a lot of fun. Particularly Mickey Love. What a nice lad. Um, At that time, you went to that strip joint in Peru. <laughs> no, we ac nearly accidentally went to one, and then we didn't. But it's got nothing on the jogging show you and Kate were. Oh, my God. On it, before we started this recording. Christ alive. I didn't know you could do that with the female body. So to clarify, no stories have been shared yet, uh, but they will be shared on Ramble Club uh, after dark. That many scotch eggs? <laughs> Stunk the room out. God, you would have, you know, Tesco's would have been just completely wiped out for scotch eggs. Brexit's coming. You've got to save these things. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Surely the refrigerator is better, right? Um, anyway, this comes in from Gareth, who says, Hi, everyone. Insert Simpsons quote. I sent in my little rant about Nottingham not being in the North, and I've really enjoyed the debated discourse between you guys and the SWAF nation. The reason for my writing is I just wanted to say thank you. These last few weeks have really been the toughest of my life. My granddad passed, uh, but hearing you guys have a mass debate over my little rant has not failed to make me smile every single time. And the wrestle rambles allow me a little bit of time away from the big bad world and enjoy myself. Keep up the five star. Might be uh, maybe try moving that to the Tokyo Dome. Consistent work. Thank you. Obviously, sorry for your loss. That sounds to me like an iTunes review. That sounds because he said five star. I know he put a Tokyo Dome thing in there. Melts a reference, maybe. Mm -hmm. That to me says, I love what you're doing with the iTunes reviews, Ollie. Yep. Keep it up. It's helping me through tough times. So everyone who complains about the iTunes reviews, just remember that, yeah? Yeah. Uh, by the way, my computer's died, <laughs> so, so I can't today do the iTunes reviews. Well, instead, we'll have this email in from Robert, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, King, Chopper, all of the Swaff Nation, the Pod Swafters, and the New World Discorder. It's been a while since I've sent an email, but the latest pod poll made me want to write it again. I love me some great British bacon. Oh, God damn it. 
Uh, I got hooked on it because it was on Netflix and I was bored one day and I clicked on it and absolutely fell in love with it. I actually have attempted a plated loaf or a plated loaf, which didn't work out so well. But oh, it it's got where me you fold the, the dough over each other like you're plaiting hair. Yeah. Uh, but it got me back into baking again. I actually found a way to watch the new episode through nefarious means. I hope it's NordVPN. And I love Paul and Mary. Well, Mary's not there anymore. Uh-oh. It's now Prue Leith, who I think is better. Yeah, she's been recast. Paul Hollywood is funny in his own way, almost like a softer Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, but he's, you know, sterner. Mm. Like, I think after a while, Ramsay's swearing and blinding becomes white noise. Yeah. Paul's got those cool blue eyes that can just pierce right to the heart of your anxiety. Yeah, Paul's not suddenly going, come on, big boy. Mm. Come on, big boy. Let's make this together. Fresh ingredients. That's what we're doing. It's not nothing like that. It's more just like, scrape, scrape, scrape. That's overbaked. Yeah. And it hurts so much more. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh I hate it. <laughs> also, very glad, obviously, I've only watched two episodes. No Hollywood handshakes just being handed out because he was, he was making it rain with those handshakes last season. Yeah. If you showed up, you were getting them. I wish they did the camera effect, like with a carder, just before he's gearing up to do the handshake. Hand a shaker! <laughs> and the camera zooms out massively. Uh, but Robert from the US also has a get better. He says, um, <clears throat> I was in hospital for four days almost two months ago with the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes. Oh, no. Sorry to hear that. I've never had the symptom before, but I'm thankful for my fiance who told me to go to the doctor. I spent two days in cardiac ICU on an insulin drip and then spent two days in a regular hospital so they could monitor me. I had to check my blood sugar four times a day as well as take four shots. And it's just been a big adjustment as well as changing my diet. My doctor said that if I begin to lose weight, it will help uh, the insulin work better. And I am down from 217 pounds, 19.28 stone or 122.47 kilograms Hmm. to where I now weigh 255 pounds 18.21 stone or 115.66 kilograms i've been working out more uh, and more recently starting uh, wearing a weight vest around the house and getting better exercise oh, wow. in that way if you have any suggestions for workouts to do i'd love to take them thanks for all the lovely time with the boys and keep up the consistent work thanks robert from the u.s that's a good little hack essentially you're just wearing a weighted vest so wherever you walk you're you know, you're exerting more energy. Good way to lose weight and build muscle mass. Indeed it is. Um, well, what else was I going to say? Ah, oh, I had another good point. Was it a workout um, routine? No, it wasn't. I'm sure I've got Something one. about diabetes. Yes. So type 1 is the, the kind that you're sort of born with, isn't it? So, and type 2 is one that you can manage better through lifestyle changes. So that's, yeah, it's a real shame. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a... You're just going to have to manage that through injections and stuff. It is, yeah. But yeah, that, that always, of course, be better with your health. And it sounds like you're right on the way to it. And we've got a few other... 5x5 five get- five is a really good entry-level strength building routine. It's very simple yeah. to follow. Uh, we've also got some other get betters from uh, Connor, Brian, and Ewan. Uh, but we haven't really got time to get into those. We have got time to do Blake Hamsey. Actually, oh. no, no, oh, we haven't. No, we no have. sorry. I've just, actually, I've just seen the time. We've got to uh. cut this uh, short, I'm afraid. But thank you so, so much for listening. We'll be back with the NXT Ramble tomorrow. Be myself and Laurie. Yeah, I last yeah. one of the, right, the taped era. USA era. It's the last one before people actually watch the show and listen yeah. to the podcast. God, I'm going to have to watch another wrestling show. I'm afraid so, mate. Well, Ugh. no, because you and I are going to be watching AEW, won't we, for our reviews? Yeah. But I kind of want to... I want to watch everything. Yeah, it's true. I have to watch SmackDown on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're going to have to find that time. It's not the worst problem to have. No. And it's um, a problem. <laughs> we're not doing a magazine show this week. Um, well, I'm not in on Friday because I'm in for Clash of Champions. That's right. We could do. I suppose me and Laurie could do one. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do. A, maybe we'll do a magazine show after this the weekend. Ru- after the live stream of rumors, not yeah. rumors, predictions. I probably want to do it before because I need to uh, sure, edit it. Yeah. But this is a conversation we can have on. Yes. But anyway, so we'll be back on the NXT show, and we will have a magazine show on Saturday. And there will be those Clash of Champions room predictions, sorry, that Ollie was just talking about then, and the headline review going up on the Monday morning. Thank you so, so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.